It's Thursday, January 4th, 2018. You're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast about retro video games and sometimes some other things. This is episode 210. This is my beating stick. Runtime for this episode is 44 and a half minutes. And welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast coming to you from 2018. My name is Jeremy. I'm a time traveler from the future. I'm Tyler. Finally, my name is Zach. Finally, there is time travel. Finally, there is the future. Welcome to 2018, everybody. The year where we're going to play a bunch of video games and record about them every week. Whoa. Yeah, I know. That's new. Uh, Also, the year of the dog, I think. Every week. We're going to look, (laughs) look, I counted and we had fewer podcasts last year than the year before. And I was very sad. It's mostly your fault. My fault. Yes, definitely. (laughs) But we're going to start off this year right by releasing an episode in the first week. And it's going to be about Splatterhouse, which is, you know, nice and Christmas themed, New Year themed. Uh, Yeah, pretty close. The New Year is when you want to beat up your monstrous enemies and steal their terror mask, right? That's my resolution. But before then, Zach, what did you play over the Christmas break that we definitely intended and did not have accidentally? <laughs> <laughs> well, I played a lot of uh, like League of Legends, uh, Player Unknowns, Battlegrounds. Uh, now, Battlegrounds is kind of new again. Like we we well, stopped they, playing that for a while. It came out officially. It finally oh, yeah. is 1.0, and it's free wow. with an Xbox One. Oh, really? That's but see the surprising. problem there is you have to buy an Xbox One. Uh, that's how they get you. Not one Xbox One X. Right. My mom did ask if I wanted my Xbox box, and I just laughed, and she didn't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually, uh, we finally all played as a, as a group. Yeah, I played some Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and ate spaghetti while Zach won his first game. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. The, the, the team did not win a game of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I play, I won a game of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and happened to have a team. Was it just the three of us? No, it was Ed all was it was... there too. Because remember, Yumi and Ed landed in that spot yeah, I couldn't and remember. all died immediately. I thought we had four and I couldn't remember who the uh, not Zach third person was. Yeah, and so I ended up in a little bit of a different spot and managed to... Uh, survive and thrive on my own yeah basically zach got an excellent hiding place at the end of the game and people were having gunfights near him and he just like kept leaning out and taking pot shots it was perfect i finally like i was listening and i wasn't sure because there were three people left i wasn't sure if it was me and a team of two or if it was three different people and then the two other guys remaining started shooting at each other so i discovered it was three different teams and so i poked out shot the one guy and then the uh, last guy probably thought, hey, there's cover in that building over there. I'm going to go hide in there. And ran right into Zach's gun. <laughs> yes, and he met me as I was standing there. And so we managed to uh, take the win, which was... Uh, yeah, we managed to take the win. Go we, team. Me. I won. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, I contributed. You went AFK, if I remember right. I did. I was eating spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, we, we started the whole story with he was eating spaghetti. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's a couple of neat features, like the replay and the death cams, although the death cams are um, unreliable at best, because I've watched a few of them, and the person's usually not even aiming at me. Like yeah, me and, and I wonder watched... if that's, like, server mismatch. Yeah, I don't know. I I wish they just let us make our own games for a change. They they haven't actually done that, and that seems to be, like, the biggest complaint from everybody on their forums, is just let us make our own games. Although, I'm actually kind of wondering, like, how many people could my computer actually host? Because presumably they have good server hardware that I lack. And, well, clearly they haven't managed to get that sorted. 
by the fact that the game of being tested under heavy load for the past six months. You know, it happens. I mean, just being able to, like, host a custom game that just contained us and our friends. Would be nice. It wouldn't have to be a full 100-man game, but... Yeah, I know. I'm just wondering, like, if that's one of their concerns is, like, allowing you to host that. Or maybe just, like, their server code isn't ready for public use. Because I could see that being, like, low on the list of priorities if I'm developing a game like this. It's hard to say. I'm not actually, you know, privy to all the stuff that they're doing on the back end of it. But it's a fun game. It's got a lot of problems with it, but it's still pretty fun. I really like the new map. Yeah, I was going to ask what your thoughts on the game are, Jeremy, since you fi have finally played it, and you've said forever ago I, you thought it sounded interesting. They're, like, the same as my thoughts before I played it. Okay, so, like, <laughs> scope seemed overpowered. And <laughs> oddly, playing the game did not much change my opinion on it. <laughs> Probably because you that. heard me and you talking about it so much. I saw a lot of Let's Plays. I was the one who got, I was the one who told you guys about the game. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but, I know. I'm, I just mean that you probably got a lot more... Pseudo, pseudo first-hand information from me and Tyler talking about it a lot. And the internet talking about it a lot, constantly. The internet does like this game a lot. There was a competitor that came out first that I can't remember the name of now, but there's they literally had 10 people total playing the game. <laughs> like, they could not make a match. I told you guys about Bra.io, right? The overhead you, flash knockoff you, of this. You sent me a link to it, and my phone was being really slow and didn't want to uh, load it so it would probably not have worked on your phone anyway so it, it definitely requires a mouse and keyboard you definitely texted me the link so and it just said bra.io yeah because zach was mentioning something about battlegrounds so the reason i text you is because zach does not use an actual messaging service he uses sms so if i want to talk to both of you at the same time that's how i have to do it that's just how my phone defaults to, to S you can use a different app to send messages to people, like Hangouts, for example, but that requires having a Google account. Um, Why would I bother? This one works just fine. It doesn't, though. SMS is horrible. It's the worst protocol. Works Actually, for me. We're, we're on an MMS, even, because we chat as a group. It's terrible. It's awful. Works just fine for me. It's you and my parents are the only people who communicate to me over text messages, Zach. <laughs> I feel like I do. Yeah, you do. So really, it's just you guys. Get with the times. Get on some sort of XMPP-based protocol, like AIM. It's only, it's only been Aim's 20 going years. away. I know. <laughs> Aim is dying the sad death it deserves. Is it really? Yeah. Yep. They I, finally I, announced that they're going to decommission it. I think it is dead as we release this podcast. Yep. Sad day. I mean, I haven't used it in forever, but I remember using it with friends. Well, it's like Dolby. When Dolby went away, it wasn't like, oh, God, this is such a bad thing. It was kind of a, oh, I'm sad yeah, to I guess we're all using was, Discord again. <laughs> we're all using Discord now. That was fun. I said I played a lot of League. Me, Kevin, and Jason played a game in which we won a 4v5. Yes, I noticed Jason's been playing games with you guys a lot more recently. Has he's, he just, like, developed free time, or...? He's off right now. He's in, He's going to school still, uh, so he's actually got a lot of school-related stuff that he has to take care of, so he's usually on at awkward times. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. Especially compared to, like, me and Kevin who have to get up early in the morning to go to work. So a lot of times he might be on at, like, 10 o'clock at night, and that's when I'm going to bed. Yeah, I remember when I was in college, I once powered through all of Zelda 2 on the uh, GameCube Master Collection that I have until, like, 3 in the morning. I'm like, yeah, these seem like reasonable hours to be doing things. So, like, finally I have a chance to play more with with him some games. So since I've been on vacation the last couple of days... Makes a lot of makes a lot more sense in order to get a lot of gaming done. Um, yeah, the four v five. It was one of those weird games at the beginning of it. Jason was asking me, "How does the champion up playing? Playing to the other character?" 
said, eh, it's not too bad. I ended up dumpstering my opponent. <laughs> not too bad. And our and our support ended up just turning around and playing Battle Bard Sona, as Cody used to say it, because our mid laner was the one that quit. I mean, mid lane Sona is the most fun. It's not a good champion at all, but it is the most fun. Well, they they play the opposing team played it wrong. They kept going bottom lane to murder Jason and the support. Whereas I was just very calmly doing my thing and stacking up and being very, very, getting very, very big out of the top lane. So that was a that was a fun game. And I'm playing a lot of lot of Dokkan battle. Gasp! I'm I not. I'm I'm officially like two months Dokkan free. I'm looking forward to Kimono 18 that's coming out. She's a New Year unit. <laughs> is that her category, New Year's? <laughs> yes. She's not an android. She's not a girl. She is New Year's. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's 2018. It's the year of the dog. You know what character they should finally release? Dog president slash king? <laughs> yes, dog king president. <laughs> president dog king. So you haven't been playing a lot of Dokkan battle, Tyler? What no, have you been playing? I haven't. Uh, that's a good question. What have I been playing? So... I got Mario Odyssey for Christmas, as was prophesied in the days of yore. So, that's been awesome. Yeah, um, I really like that game. Sometimes I really like it. Sometimes I really hate it. So, well, maybe not hate it. Sometimes it feels a little too Galaxy-y to me. But most of the time it feels like Super Mario 64, and that's what I want out of it. So, I can see that. It feels a lot more like you have to go through a linear level before it unlocks like the world for you to go yeah and i've kind find of stars i've kind of consigned myself to having to do like i was trying to go off the rails the first like three or four worlds and i'm like okay fine i'll just do the plot event so i can actually do everything else uh that sounds like that sounds terrible well it's not bad the problem is like you are traversing places and there are like paths that don't open up until you've done whatever the like story mission is there uh, so you can often like spend a bunch of time wandering around a place and then realize that you had to go back later because you missed a bunch of stuff that wasn't actually there the first time. I'm not sure th how I feel about that. I kind of wish it was just open the entire time. But on the other hand, I probably would not have gotten nearly as far in the worlds as I have if that was the case. Because you would just like search for everything in one. Yeah, they exactly. very clearly don't want you to do that with the galaxy because stars found on previous levels don't give you progress in any way. And they unlock half of them after you beat the game. By Galaxy, you mean Odyssey? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll often, like, go to a place for the first time, leave with 50 moons, and then... <laughs> so I was, I was really confused by the time I got to the second world. I'm like, what do you mean I need 18 more stars? I got, like, 30 on the last place. What's your favorite world so far? That's a tough question. I actually really like the Sand Kingdom. I will give an honorable mention to the Luncheon Kingdom. There we go. I like the Luncheon Kingdom a lot. Um, I really like its color scheme, although it's a lava level, and I just really don't like lava levels that much. I will give a dishonorable mention, actually, to the Ice Kingdom, I think is what it's called. It feels really small by comparison to everything else. Yeah, the first water one? Uh, no, the, the ice one. Oh, yeah, the, with the snowman races. I completely forgot about that one. Yeah, I don't know. There's, like, not a lot going on there. I really like the Beach Kingdom. Mostly I like turning into a squid and using it as a jetpack. Yeah, the, the jetpack squid is a lot of fun. I like that one. Did you do the motor scooter star from the T-Rex? Yes, uh, that was great. I just randomly stumbled upon it. I'm like, oh, this is probably where my last purple coins are. Ah, this is a weird view. I'm just going to, oh, it's a T-Rex. <laughs> We're in an aviator cap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. I think my favorite actually was the like Mecha Forest World. I spent a lot of time on that one. That one is pretty cool. I'm trying to like remember all of them. 
because there's You've like gone through most of them now. Yeah, I've gone through everything but Bowser and I guess the Mushroom Kingdom. So. There's there's one more you haven't done as well. Okay, I guess that's a spoiler. So I was kind of hoping there was one that only gets unlocked after you get all the other Power Moons because that seems like a there very Mario kind game. of is <laughs> only kind of though. Well, also you can after you beat the game you can just buy moons for a hundred coins, up to nine hundred ninety nine. Uh, uh. I'm confused. Are they specific moons? Or... No, the shops are just like, hey, I'm selling some moons. Mario, you need some moons? <laughs> you look like a guy who could use some moons. I guess if there's one in particular that you don't really want to do. So I did the 100-point volleyball challenge and the 100-point jump rope challenge, and never again am I doing either of these things. I didn't do either of these things. These uh, things sound terrible. Yeah, they are terrible. Especially the volleyball one, because it's really boring. Like, the jump rope one is actually kind of difficult. Uh, the volleyball one, I just like I kept losing track of time because I was waiting for the ball to reach me. I'm like, oh, it hit the ground. Oops. Um, Are these in New Donk City? Uh, no, the volleyball one is in the Beach Kingdom. That it's makes over, sense. Yeah, it's over by the Beach House. And the jump rope one is in New Donk City. It's like right as you enter, there's a park. Um, I'm kind of surprised you hadn't heard about that. No. Um, because the internet was like, this is the worst thing ever. Why did you make us do this? There are some people who have 9,999 jumps on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting solidly at place 62,000 with my, like, 137 jump rope jumps before I decided to just stop. That yeah. sounds really boring. Why would you even bother doing that? Uh, because I'm a completionist and I want all the stars. How many do you need to get a star? Uh, well, you need 30 for the first one and 100 for the second one. Okay. So... I, obviously, I did the 100, so I did not realize there was a way I could compensate for lack of those, but probably at some point I was going to do it anyway because my completionist streak would compel me to. Um, what else have I been playing? So Mario Odyssey has taken a lot of my time recently. I also played a little bit of Oh Sir, the insult simulator. I discovered this at Ed's house a little while ago, and it's a fighting game, kind of? Not really. That's actually a bad description. You and your opponent both have a health bar and a shared pool of words, plus two words that are unique to your character. At any time, you can take a sip of tea to change out what two words you have for a round, and you just try to build insults using, like, subjects and verbs, basically. How are they scored? Very confusingly. Um, <laughs> so longer insults are generally considered better, so if you can manage to fit a conjunction in there. So if you say your mom was defeated by your hovercraft, and is not nice. Uh, that's worth more than just being defeated by the hovercraft. Okay. Every character has a specific weakness. Um, I'm not sure what all the characters' weaknesses are. Like, one of the... Deal oh, no! Your mom jokes! My weakness! Yeah, actually, someone's weakness is your mom jokes. One of the uh, free DLC characters I added at some point was Lovecraft. <laughs> um, but he's, like, Chthonian-possessed Lovecraft. His weakness is reality. So anything mentioning, like, real things is a problem for him. Uh, there's one guy whose, like, own physical appearance is a problem. Um, also, insulting the same subject multiple times in a row, it gives you bonus points. So if over multiple consecutive rounds you manage to pick up your father out of the insult pool list, you'll eventually score rude comments, which are comments that do over 15 points of damage. I think everyone has 100 health. Uh, so basically you take turns attacking each other, and if you both defeat each other on the same round... You are in to sudden death insult off, and whoever scores the most points with the next insult wins. Okay. So, 
Um, it's an amusing game. It's also only $2, so for that price, I would recommend picking it up. It has the worst multiplayer matching system I have ever found, though. The way you do this is go and say, I want to insult a friend, and then you create a room. And the password to the room is also a unique identifier for the room. So you just say, like, I set a password, go find me someone, and it will connect you to anyone that has the same password on the room. Huh. Which is... I don't understand what the hell they were smoking when they designed this system. What? Yeah, yeah, no, it makes no sense. Like, instead of hosting a room, you, like, say, I want a game with this password, but this password is actually just a unique identifier. And it'll just connect you to someone else using the same unique identifier. Well, that's why you need to come up with creative identifiers. Yeah, exactly. I don't, also don't think the game is popular enough that many people are going to be using the same word. That one's really interesting. Oh, I started Firewatch. Oh, what do you think of that? Um, it's pretty much exactly what I expected. I like it, and I want to, like, see the end of the story, but I haven't gotten super far into it. The voice acting's great. And, yes, that is what they paid all the budget for. Yeah, um, I mean, other than that, it's a walking simulator. There's not a whole lot of, like, interesting gameplay. It's mostly, like, wandering around and having a conversation with someone and choosing your responses. I actually kind of... telling them damn kids not to start a fire. Yeah, so you have a mandatory fire that starts pretty early on in the game. And it just kind of sits there and burns. I call it the flapjack fire. Uh, you get three choices. But you have a discussion with the other person earlier in the game about how flapjack is an insult you can use on for random idiots. Um, so Alex and I have been calling people flapjacks recently. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> it's such a great insult because it's nonsensical. The other thing I played recently was Link Between Worlds. Oh, that is a good video game. Yep, I played all of it. So it's it's like an easier... Link to the Past? Yeah, but you've got that 2D aspect. Yeah, no, it's I really like that mechanic. The, on, on the whole, the game felt kind of easy to me, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. It was I was expecting more out of it than I got. Like the, It seemed light on content, despite the fact that I probably played it for like 16 hours. It's a fun game, though. I really like it. Um, I like the renting of items thing. It's an inter Well, maybe not like. I like the fact that they tried it. Yeah, I agree. I don't want another Zelda with that specific mechanic. It was a good rupee sync, is what I will say. That's and, true, and, and that game Zelda tends to lack those. Although Breath of the Wild syncs rupees pretty well, in my experience. But I've recently played, what, three mainline Nintendo games? I'm trying to remember what the other one is. Mario Odyssey, I think. So yeah, Mario Odyssey, Samus Returns, and Link Between Worlds. And I think probably the best of those games is Odyssey, but the one I enjoyed the most was Samus Returns. Okay. T yeah, take that for what you will. <laughs> I had a an irrationally high amount of enjoyment out of playing Samus Returns. Have you played anything else, Tyler? I'm sure there has been something, but nothing I can remember right now. So, no, what have you been up to? So I'm still trying to get to the good part of Ultra Moon, which, but the problem is I need to defeat Pokemon Moon to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm playing it very slowly. I have a Halucha, who is apparently, like, top tier in this game. What? So... <laughs> Just because it's available early and the first gym leader is fighting, which is beaten by flying. The second is rock, which is beaten by fighting. The third is dark, which is beaten by fighting. And the fourth is ground, which flying is immune to. And I like a halucha, so. Yeah, I do like me some halucha. I, I assume that was an addition to ultra. Yeah. I also kind of just want to find that Bagon that can summon a salamance on the first island <laughs> and play through with a salamance. That would be hilarious. Although then you'd actually have to manage to catch the Salamance. Yes. I, it's actually pretty cool. I had no idea they could summon those. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 1% chance to find a Bagon, and then it has to summon a Salamance. But that would be hilarious. Although there are so many tools for chain summoning in that game. But so. not on the first island. Not so. when you first start. Oh, uh, that's a good point, actually. Hmm. 
So how far back are you? Are you actually still on the first island? I just beat the first, what do they call it? Trial? Trial, yes. Okay. The normal guy? Yes. He's like, ah, oh, there's some rats in this cave. And Team Skull's like, yo, 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 we want to go surfing. <laughs> we added the surfing minigame. You're not cool enough for it yet. I forget what the guy's name is. Uh, Gazma? Yes. No. Um, it's a guy who writes comics for Dorkly, uh, but he's doing like a Pokemon Sun and Moon playthrough. And he just recently hit Po-Town. And uh, I forget what the Nanu? Is that the Dark Trial guy's name? I don't know what his name is. I don't know. The, the old police guy. Who's like, no, I'm not doing that. Go talk to this other person. Yeah, and it, he's like, you know, the town has been, like, overrun, and the player character's like, by what? Has it, like, been overrun by hordes of Rattata or something? He's like, worse. Millennials. <laughs> 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 well, that's kind of what it is. So that led me to watch the most recent Pokemon movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was a thing that happened recently. Which led me to the most satisfying Google search of my life. Oh? How many times has Ash Ketchum died? Um, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I used to know the answer to the question. 13? Does he I, die in every movie? Not every movie, but this led to a top five Ash Ketchum deaths video I, I watched. Think I watched And that, I'd actually. only seen one of them. <laughs> and I knew of other deaths that he had. Wow. So yeah. Uh, the, He's like Krillin. The most recent <laughs> Pokemon movie is Buckwild. Those of you who don't know, it's a reboot of Pokemon. So okay. it starts with Ash getting his Pikachu. Okay. He, in this movie, he catches two Pokemon, a Caterpie. Yeah, as you do. Which evolves into Metapod, and then a bunch of his friends get attacked by Mankey, so he grabs the Metapod, has it use Stringshot, and runs around the Mankey to tie it up, which causes it to evolve into Butterfree. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. Pretty good. And then a Charmander, who it they do the same plot as in the anime, where it, like, like the it was abandoned. Like rain. No, it was abandoned by its trainer and told to, like, sit in the rain and it's going to die. And so Ash is running to get out of the rain. And it goes slow. And for a second, I swore to God, Dreamweaver was going to start playing as he looks at this Charmander. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, speaking of, do you know that they're still making Digimon movies? Oh, that's the, that was what I was going to talk about next. Oh, sweet. I saw the most recent Digimon movie. How was it? <laughs> The, okay, so for those of you who don't know, Crunchyroll is uh, doing all the Digimon movies in English. They're doing them as episodes, though. They're cutting them into 20-minute chunks. chunks and releasing them like that. episodes. Yeah, it's a sequel to the original. It's got all the characters you love, like Ty, who is now like having an existential crisis that being the leader of the Digidestined is not a good career. Like He can't put that on any of his resumes or <laughs> his college application. Wait, I thought that was Digimon Try. Yeah, that is Digimon Try. And they're not... like sixteen or something now, right? Uh, well, sixteen episodes. There have been four. There have been five. I meant, I meant, I meant eight. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. yes. I, I was just basing or guessing based on the art. Also, the art quality went up a lot. <laughs> so there have been five movies thus far. The first one's very good. The second one also very good. The third one is mostly good. The fourth one, they're starting to lose it. <laughs> so now we're on the fifth one, and literally the first four Crunchyroll or first three episodes on Crunchyroll were the most boring thing I've ever watched. It's like let's go in a circle of plot development. These characters are slowly getting where they need to be, but it's like the loading bar is just slowly ticking across. <laughs> so uh, some background to explain the last twelve minutes of this movie, and this movie should have just been the last twelve minutes. I don't mean the last twelve minutes should have been an entire movie. I mean they should have just had these twelve minutes, and people would think, huh, I wonder how we got to these 12 minutes i want to know that but they'd be wrong they don't want to know <laughs> that. they just want these 12 minutes so like the plot is that ty is all like man collateral damage i don't want digimon to kill a bunch of humans that would be real bad for their rap and everyone would hate them 
and Matt, the Lancer, is like, oh, we need to fight. Come on, Ty. We need to go beat these guys up. So they can't fuse their Digimon into Omnimon, which is their best Digimon, because they're not on the same page, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, all the other characters except Kari have gotten their Digimon to Mega via character development. Okay. Because that's how Digimon works. Yep. <laughs> so... uh in the final 12 minutes, Ty finally decides, okay, it's time to fight. Also, there's this new OC girl, Mary Sue character, who's got her own Digimon who's gone evil, and they have to stop it. So Ty's like, okay, we gotta fight, we gotta do this. And so right to Omnimon, stuff, stuff is kicking off. Whoever decided the Digidestin needed to be a thing has decided they suck, and it's just going to send its own Digimon to deal with it. And then... <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And then Alphamon, who's the villain from the first movie with motives we don't understand and I don't think the writers do either, also shows up. So we got this sweet four-way battle. Everyone else goes to Mega, but they're even if they can go to Mega, the writers can't do anything with them. So all their Digimon immediately get beaten. And it's just this four-way battle. <laughs> um, new Mary Sue character's like, yeah, just kill my Digimon. It's my fault. I messed up. And Matt's like, what? And Ty's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. Now Matt is going to be the one who doesn't want to do this. And they're going to, like, defuse. And that's going to be the plot of the next movie is dealing with that. But I'm wrong. <laughs> because uh, the, the three of them end up running up to this giant four-way battle. They, they're, A giant chasm starts splitting in the middle and splits them up. And Ty's like, Omnimon, go save them. There are two of them over there. I'm alone over here. Ty falls in this chasm, presumably to his death. I mean, it's Digimon. He's probably fine. But it sure <laughs> looks like he's dead. Uh, he'll be fine. <laughs> Omnimon defuses and like, oh no, Ty is dead. So this causes Kari to go heroic blue screen of death. Gatomon warp digivolves to a Fadimon fallen mode. A thing I did not know was a thing. <laughs> Fuses with this evil Digimon, and the end of Evangelion starts happening, and Red Mist is encircling the Earth, and I'm like, wow, Digimon movie, well played. What the hell? And the movie ends with Matt grabbing Ty's goggles and giving a speech about how they have to do something, because they're the Digidesta, damn it. <laughs> it was amazing. Wow. Oh my god. I love that description. And then the end of Evangelion starts I don't know how to this. Red goop just starts covering the Earth. It's pretty good. I feel like that's also that specifically, exactly, is how Blue Gender ends. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. Digimon and then Red Goop and then Yeah. I mean, I feel like they didn't know what they were doing for half this movie, and then an intern came in, and he's like, you know, Digimon was at its best when you were pretending it was Evangelion done by Lovecraft. And they're like, oh, yeah, we should just do that now in the last 12 minutes of this movie. That'll work. <laughs> and I'm like, good job, intern. You should have gotten there at the first movie. <laughs> That's weird. Even Gillian done by Lovecraft. Is even Gillian not Tamers done? Digimon is so good. Ah, it's about a computer program that all it does is it's supposed to delete data that gets over like 500 megabytes in size because it was created in the 80s. But then it like went dormant for some reason and then reawakens and comes to the human world and is like, man, humans are like giant. I can't even calculate how big they are, so I need to delete them all. <laughs> humans are like giant. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that's that's pretty good actually. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Playing, watching, watching video game related movies. Yep. I didn't even talk about the ending of the Pokemon movie where Ash P dies. A yeah, Ash dies, and in his near death experiences, Pikachu talks to him and is definitely just written like it's his girlfriend. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like, Pikachu, why won't you go in your Pokeball? I just like want to be with you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu is the super clingy stalker girlfriend. That's why it was written like the entire movie. He like jumps in Ash's sleeping bag and cuddles right up to him. Also, there's a part in the middle of the moody movie where P Ash has a dream where he's in a high school AU and the characters react to this like a world without Pokemon is the worst possible timeline and it must have been a literal hell that he was sleeping in which is also amazing <laughs> uh, wow I feel like Ash in a high school AU is like that's not compelling fiction. It's not at all. <laughs> like, the reveal is that instead of a poster with Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle on it, it's just got cars on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ash died, but ho was like, nah. I'm gonna just make you immortal instead. So that's everything I've been playing. So, except the assignment, which is Splatterhouse, a side-scrolling beat-em-up brought to us by our friends at Sega. Oh, is it Sega? Yeah. Uh, but are you surprised? Wasn't, um... It was a Sega arcade game. Yeah, I'm a little surprised, actually. This doesn't feel very Sega to me, compared to other Sega beat-em-ups we've played. Have there we have played been some... Sega beat-em-ups? Uh, well, we've played we some played. beat em ups published on the Genesis. Does That's that count? Golden Axe. Golden Axe and Altered Beast might both have been Sega. Are you saying this doesn't feel like it was brought to you by the makers of Altered Beast? Yeah, now that you put it that way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely see that. It's got decent ideas like Altered Beast. They just... Like Altered the execution. don't go anywhere. Yeah, actually, that would be... I would really like to see a new version of Altered Beast that, like, executes better. I feel like that would be, go over well. Well, I say that, and then I'm remembering the horrible werewolf transformations, so... Well, the, uh... Remember, they made a new version of Splatterhouse, and if I remember right, that didn't really go anywhere either. Uh, people say it's very, very good, because it has... I don't remember if it's Splatterhouse 2 or 3, but it has the good one on the disc as well. So it's worth it just for that. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's a little bit like Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Yeah. So Splatterhouse is a game where you play a college student who's studying parapsychology and goes into a haunted house, but his girlfriend is kidnapped and a terror mask is forced on his face, which turns him into a Jason. So he's got to beat up all the monsters to save his girlfriend. Does he ever take the mask off? He can't. He is cursed. Oh, okay. It is a cursed mask. It's it's an item in, uh, wow, it's soulbound. Okay. Yeah, you well, can't get rid sense. of it now. So you're this brawny dude in a red mask and you punch your way through You things? look like Jason and you're wearing like a prison jumpsuit. Yeah. It's like a blue blue jumpsuit. You know, like all college students wear. And you gotta fight your way through all the horror. The, fr the thriller, the Freddy Kruegers, <laughs> the aliens... Uh, some like if it's a horror, you have to fight it. Yes. Probably. <laughs> yeah, you have the poltergeist. I forget what the boss of the first room is. Like. A bunch remember. of maggots. Yeah, a bunch of maggots. Oh yeah, <laughs> those were annoying. They were. They weren't fun to deal with either. They were just obnoxious. So, like most brawlers, you go through. You can jump and you can punch. You don't really have combos like in say a Streets of Rage or a double dragon but you but, have a lot of reach because you're a big dude and that's probably fine because everything dies in one hit more or less and you later get a piece of wood yeah you get a piece of wood yeah like the all the best brawlers there are weapons in this game such as wrench that you can throw and two by four the best weapon because it extends your reach even more if i remember right, it doesn't actually break no it doesn't as far as i can tell you do have to drop it if you climb ladders and all boss rooms have ladders into them that's the same with all weapons well, I never kept my wrench for long enough to find out. <laughs> I always just picked it up, threw it at the first enemy that I saw, and picked the board back up. So this game is definitely art over substance. It's definitely trying to get you to come over to it and put those quarters in. Yeah, it it looks really 
cool, actually, if, for a generic beat-em-up. Like, every monster has a kind of, like, neat death animation where you knock them aside and they, like, melt or, like, splatter yeah, it, against the wall. It's just actually playing it. It plays real slow. The enemies basically are on a murder queue system. So... <laughs> By murder queue, do you mean they're on a conveyor belt to you their mean, own deaths? They're in a line to your fist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. They just cycle through straight to you, you kill them, and then you advance to the next one. Sometimes they will explode into acid, and you have to wait for a few seconds for the acid to disappear, Actually, which is lots of fun. You don't have to wait for the enemies that explode in the acid. You only have to wait for the enemies that spew acid. They, they use the same animation, but one of them's hazardous and the other is not. Huh. It's annoying. Yep. Yeah, so the ones that you kill and the, that just drop acid, you can actually just walk through that. Well, but yeah, that's how I feel about anyone who drops acid. <laughs> <laughs> just walk right on through. Like, it's trying to have a horror aesthetic, and I'm not sure how scary it was actually trying to be, but it's not at all. I don't think it was actually I, trying to be scary. It's... I think it was trying to play off of the horror ideas, but actually empower the protagonist. Because usually in, like, a horror thing, the protagonist is uh, not given real agency they're just running away from the jason but in this instance you basically are playing as jason with the kind of you know strength and power of a of a horror antagonist but you're using it as the player yeah you're just punching zombies instead of teenagers yeah, it turns out this is actually the beta for dead by daylight the thing <laughs> is there's just it's not a very well put together game i got stuck in this sewer part where these turtles you have to jump over and i just couldn't get the jumping down at all and I think me and Tyler both got through that sewer, but then got stuck on the boss right after that yeah, sewer. Yeah, because immediately after that, you are in a poltergeist room, and man, I could not figure out how the hell they it, wanted me to hit that It thing. did not feel like I had the tools necessary to deal with the boss functioning in that fashion. Yeah, like being able to throws, attack overhead would yeah, have It throws all kinds of like random stuff at you, and you can't really jump and attack. Yeah, you can. You got a jump kick. Well, I mean, I, what I mean by jump and attack is that the uh, the things that are coming at you are coming at you too fast since you move too slowly, especially when jumping. Oh, yeah. No, you, you definitely have to predict when they're going to come at you and attack preemptively, which is fine. I'm okay with that. The problem is eventually it gets into movement patterns that you can't actually dodge. So it's incredibly lose. annoying, especially for the second boss. That really does feel like the boss where it was like, okay, we're going to make this one incredibly difficult to drain their quarters. And since we were playing on the Neo Geo port and can just put more quarters in. There are actually a limited number of continues. Yeah. All the bosses seem to attack you at weird angles because the first one is maggots that just kind of like diagonally jump at you, well, which the... isn't as bad, but... Some of some of them, they jump out of the pile at you, and then some of them, they'll use the same we'll just... animation to jump into the other pile, which is kind of frustrating because they use the same animation, so you can't really tell if they're coming at you or not immediately. Yeah, I just got ready to attack them as though they were coming at me every single time so did i but it, it was not a fun feeling because it wasn't like i was mastering the boss so much as i was trying to compensate for the boss <laughs> yeah the boss designs are really not great but neither is the enemy designs like tyler and zach were saying they basically just walk up and let you murder them or if you fail to murder them you get murdered yourself i actually can't think of what an enemy looks like besides the turtle shell and the only reason why i can think of the turtle is because jeremy mentioned it mostly shambling decrepit corpse slash demon things they're all humanoid and vaguely oh, that rotting. might be wise because they're all um they're pretty generic they're they're the first page out of the most generic enemies yeah. if there was like horrors and harlots was a, a role-playing game they would be straight out of the monster manual from that i'm pretty sure that is a game horrors and harlots let me check 
like there are some guys who are in the background who like spew acid and then you have to wait for acid to spew. There are some guys who drop down from the ceiling and you have to wait to hit them. There are some guys that walk at you and you have to like really you're best off to wait for them to get in your range. And it's not even like I've, I've made the distinction in the past where waiting with purpose, specifically when we were talking about payday, when you're waiting for something to go through on payday. This doesn't. This isn't really waiting for any particular purpose, other than not dying. Hey, you have to wait because otherwise you can't do anything about any of this. It gave me that same boring feeling I get when I play the easier Kirby games, where I'm just like, okay, I guess I will push these buttons, but there's not much connection with what's going on. <laughs> yeah, the only the only time that it felt like the game came alive was during the boss fights, and even then they were more frustrating than anything else because actually wandering. Around, like I said, you move so slowly that it's an exercise in patience. Yeah, well, the entire game is an exercise in patience. There's a lot of things that interrupt the flow of action. And a game that really, I think, could have shined if you were just, like, wading through hordes of enemies and, like, really having to prioritize which ones you're hitting. I do like the slow feeling because you're playing a big guy, but they didn't really capitalize on it in a way that makes it fun. It's not like you have slow, very powerful attacks. Or rather, it doesn't feel that way because you have to take out so many guys. Yeah. There are a lot of good ideas here, but like this falls very solidly into my Genesis game bucket, even though it's on the Turbo Graphics. It was made by Sega, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's about right. It's uh... like it looks nice for the time. It's got some cool aesthetics. It's got some like I think legitimately workable ideas under the hood. It just fails execution. That sounds about right for pretty much every Genesis game. There's some good <laughs> ideas under the hood there, but they just don't work right. So speaking of Sega. We have a list on our website, www.lasttimeonvideogames.com, listing all the games we've played to best to Sega. <laughs> Not all Sega games down there. At the top is Credit Trigger, a game that Sega didn't even touch. At the bottom is Echo the Dolphin. That sure was a Sega packing game. And the middle is Kirby's Dream Course. Yeah, that's a pretty middle game. Yeah, that's about right. So let's start with Altered Beast. Because uh, I actually don't think this game is quite as good as Altered Beast. Altered, Altered Beast, Beast at least has that sort of back and forth mechanic where you get moments of power because you power up throughout it and then you get to become this awesome guy. I would say that uh, I think Altered Beast is actually better just because I think the ideas behind Altered Beast have a little bit more room there. Your additional attacks for it the way you power up the despite the mocking of the wolf transformation i think that is an idea that has more legs than dude puts on creepy mask and gets massive powers they're both the same genre they're both beat em up but i think alter beast did more with what it had especially because it started on this on the sega well power-ups like change the gameplay like you start getting like range to your attacks and it affects a charge move I feel like the idea behind Splatterhouse actually, well, I don't know. Actually, Ultra Beast still sounds like transforming into various monsters still sounds pretty cool. So, yeah, no, I, I think I would have to give it to Ultra Beast. So how do we think it compares to the next beat em up on the list, Streets of Rage? You know, I prefer Streets of Rage simply because mechanics are a little, like, there is more variety of things you are doing and have to do in order to survive. Streets of Rage. Blah, blah, blah. Streets of Rage. It has co-op. Okay. Also that. So next, uh, actually, let's compare it to Zombies Ate My Neighbors, a game that's similar in tone, if not gameplay. I think I actually also so prefer Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Feels more fun. It's got like a no. I think I think I agree with Tyler. Like if we're going for lighthearted mocking of horror, it does it a lot better. 
All right, so next it beat him up on our list is Comic Zone, which has that lovely mechanic where your health drains as you punch things. And yet, I still think it's better than Splatterhouse. I love the I love the ideas behind Comic Zone, the way that it is uh, set up as a comic, but that health drain on doing anything. I I can't honestly say I think it's better than Splatterhouse. Well, it's not doing anything. It's like three specific things that you have to drain your health on. I would actually give it a Comic Zone simply due to the aesthetic and the wider variety of actions you can perform. So next, that brings us to the highest Double Dragon game on the list, Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. I'm noticing that we have a lot of beat-em-ups clustered near the bottom here. Yeah, it's also like most of them are pretty bad, and a couple <laughs> of them are really, really good and up near the top of the list. I don't think there are any beat-em-ups in the middle of or the list, Or it's just though. because us as a podcast doesn't particularly like beat-em-ups. But X-Men and River City Ransom are up there pretty high. Yeah, River City Ransom was fun. I think X-Men is actually in the middle somewhere. So anyway, Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. This is one with G-R-A-S-P, the helicopter, yes, right? So this kept some of the RPG mechanics from the original Double Dragon, right? Yeah. It also kept the co-op. It added the co-op. There was not co-op oh, in the first Oh, there was not co-op in the first game? Um, I mean, I'd, I think I'd have to give it to Double Dragon 2. We're getting to the point where I'm starting to question it, because Splatterhouse's aesthetic is pretty cool. So how do we think it compares to Double Dragon 3, then? Because I think it's better than Double Dragon 3. The Sacred Stones. Uh, this is the one that we tried to play together, right? And yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would have to give it to Splatterhouse, simply because, like, Double Dragon, at this point, needed to experiment, and it didn't really. And Splatterhouse at least looks cool. We have a pretty limited area to work in, but I want to go near the top, because Ghosts and Goblins is the most, like, thematically similar game. Although I think Ghosts and Goblins is better than this. I think I agree. I agree. Okay. So let's go Dead Center Fantasy Star. I also think Fantasy Star is a bit better than this, if only because it has a lot of cool ideas. They're both got some pretty cool ideas, I guess, but I feel like I'm more excited to see how Fantasy Stars play out. No, I, I would agree with that. Fantasy Star has a lot of problems, but at the very least, they're trying some different things in an RPG. Yeah, the 3D maze wandering was but a cool idea. They didn't work, but the ideas are there. How do we think it compares to Star Wars Dark Forces? Because I actually think it's better than Dark Forces. Dark Forces is just a Doom clone. This With a mess a of a level design. Up. Yeah. And Dark Forces doesn't really have anything idea-wise going on, I don't feel. I think Dark Forces is just too cluttered in the worst ways. The, the levels are hard to navigate. It's like somebody finally realized, oh, we can use multiple levels in one level and put stuff on top of each other. But it's just too hard to navigate and figure out where you're supposed to be going. And I was actually going to argue for Dark Forces because a Doom clone is still better than a beat-em-up, in my opinion. But <laughs> That's fair. But I'm already outvoted on that one. All right, so this game will go at number 192, above Star Wars Dark Forces, below Fantasy Star, and directly but in the middle of Mortal Kombat 2 and Mortal Kombat, which is the bread on this awful sandwich of video games. I'm kind of disappointed that it made it so low on the list. I mean, I totally agree with it, but I didn't have any, like, negative feelings toward this game, or any strong ones. I had no hate in my heart it, for this that's game. That's as you've often main... said, mediocre yeah, is... It committed the main sin of being boring. It's an entertainment medium. If it's not entertaining, it's not doing its job right. I actually feel that way about a lot of these games. They evoke no particularly strong response one way or the other, except for maybe Bayou Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I have fond memories of the Mortal Kombat games, but that's about it. So, Jeremy, after we uh, massacred our way through most of the horror cliches, what are we going to do next? Well, since I've been having trouble getting into Pokemon Ultra Moon, I thought maybe I we should play one of Game Freak's older games. 
Game Freak has older games Game than Pokemon? Game Freak has other games? Oh, they had one before they... Get, look, you don't start with Pokemon. Pokemon's not a, a Genin-level project. you got to be a tuning to make Pokemon. All right. Okay, so... What is it? What, what is it? Uh, so next up, we're going to play the Sega Genesis classic that never came to America, except it kind of did. Pulse Man. <laughs> except it kind of did. That sounds like a Mega Man boss. Yes, it does. It sounds like a Mega Man... Yes, it just sounds like a Mega Man, doesn't it? So next time on Last Time, sounds like a Mega Man. This has been Last Time on Video Games, a Last Podcast production, copyright 2018. For the conceptually impaired, all games and other media mentioned herein are copyright the respective owners. If you'd like to listen to past episodes or read some of our written material, visit our website at www.lastimeonvideogames.com. You can also send us an email at ltovg at lastimeonvideogames.com. We're also on iTunes, so feel free to hit us up and leave us a review. You've been attacked by a haunted shot glass. Game over. www.com www.com <laughs> 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 <laughs>